If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Beyond the Paper Gown, hosted by Dr. Mitzi Crockover, helps people think critically about women's health issues, encouraging them to question and explore the complexities of healthcare systems, scientific advancements, and societal norms. There's a really cool episode that you should check out called Midday Menopause App. And that's about how AI and sensor technology can provide personalized interventions to manage menopause symptoms effectively. Check out Beyond the Paper Gown on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Bradner, and today we're going to continue our month-long series on PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And today we're going to talk about the comorbidities that go along with undiagnosed or when you have PCOS and you're not managed properly. And I want this to just be a little bit of empowerment, perhaps if you feel you have PCOS and you have not been diagnosed or you don't feel controlled and you have PCOS. I want this to be a little bit of motivation for you to find a healthcare provider who is willing to work with you and manage your symptoms appropriately. So let's take a step back before we talk about what exactly these comorbidities are, and let's take a look at why this happens. So this is due to insulin resistance, and we know that insulin resistance impacts 50 to 70% of women with PCOS. And what is insulin resistance? It is when cells in your muscles, your fat, and your liver simply do not respond well to the insulin in your body and can't use the glucose from your blood for energy. And to make up for it, your pancreas is making more and more insulin. And so over time, we see your blood sugar levels go up. And so we know that 1 in 10 women are diagnosed with PCOS, and it takes an average of 2 years and three or more office visits with multiple medical providers for women to receive the diagnosis. When they receive it, they're often met with just lose weight um, as the fix for it, or here's some birth control, or let's try this prescription medication, and sent out the door, and they're never properly educated on all the pieces of the puzzle to help. It's not just one medication. Here's one thing, because a lot of those things are band-aids. PCOS is a lifelong disease. It doesn't go away, and we have to teach you how to manage all areas of your life, from nutrition to movement to sleep to stress management. How are we going to deal when your PCOS flares? There's going to be times in your disease process where you're really controlled, and then you can have flaring for various reasons. And so I think it's really important that you, once again, I want to empower you to be to be working with a healthcare provider who fully has the time and understands this disease because not every provider is going to have the time, ability, resources to work with you. So 
Um, you can go back and look at my previous episodes I've done on uh, various PCOS topics, including lifestyle, supplements. Um, I, I'm going to include in today's show notes, I have a download with lab work and various other things to help you. I found several research studies that talk about the comorbidities of PCOS, and there was a paragraph in there um, that that was kind of, um, well, let's just say I think we need to take a step back and look outside of prescription medications for treatment. Sometimes they there's a time and place for them, and many of my patients are coming to me and they're wanting off of birth control, off of metformin. It's not working for them. They're having side effects. And so we do a lot of work on various other aspects of their lifestyle and uh, bring in safe supplements. And not every provider understands or believes in supplements. And a lot of my patients are on prescription and supplements or wanting off. And there is, in fact, data and research to support supplements used in the treatment of PCOS. So let me read this paragraph to you. Weight loss improves menstrual irregularities symptoms of androgen excess, and infertility. Management of clinical manifestations of PCOS includes oral contraceptives for menstrual irregularities and hirsutism. Spironolactone is used to treat symptoms of androgen excess. Treatment options for infertility include Clomid, laparoscopic ovarian drilling, gonadotropins, and assistive reproductive technology. Recent data suggests that letrozole and metformin may play an important role in ovulation induction. Proper diagnosis and management of PCOS is essential to address patient concerns, but also to prevent future metabolic, endocrine, psychiatric, and cardiovascular complications. And so I'll link that study as well in today's show notes, but um, a lot of alarming things in the sense of like only uh, prescription medications and procedures and invasive things kind of mentioned. Um, although they did talk about management is essential. And so once again, um, I have lifestyle management as a blog and a podcast episode, and I'm always here. My inbox is always open. You guys find me on social, find me on my website, um, Tara B Fertility, and let's talk about it. So let's, let's take a look at the comorbidities. So cardiovascular disease. When studies have compared normal weight women with PCOS, um, and they looked as well as um, those who are obese with PCOS, we saw that the cholesterol, your cholesterol is higher, um, your LDL, your triglycerides, and then our good cholesterol, which is our HDL, was lower, and we actually want that high. And so there was some coronary artery calcium scores, which is a cardiovascular score, and it was increased in women with PCOS. We also know there's a, a chance of higher blood pressure when uh, PCOS is untreated. And we talked um, in previous episodes of complications with pregnancy uh, that include things such as preeclampsia, which is related as well. A piece of that is related to high blood pressure. So um, cardiovascular. We know that there is a disease called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, or NAFLD. We see that in women with PCOS. I've had several patients come to me. We can work with that as well. Um, general obesity. General obesity is something we see because your hormones are blocking you from being able to fully lose weight. A lot of my patients come to me. I am working out five plus days a week. I am running. I'm doing these heavy kettlebell and HIIT workouts. 
And the reality is, is there's actually a specific way you should be um, exercising and doing fitness when you have PCOS. And we need to tone it down a little bit. We don't want you doing HIIT workouts that often. We want moderate cardio, moderate um, weight and dumbbell and resistant bands. And there's just a particular way we need you to be thinking of working out versus these long, intense workouts because that can backfire on you with your cortisol levels. And so we really worked with a whole approach we take to um, obesity with PCOS. Once again, that is why you need to work with somebody who understands this disease because simply telling you to lose lose weight and, and kicking you out the clinic door is inappropriate care. Depression and anxiety. Mental health disorders, including depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, binge eating disorders also occur more frequently in women with PCOS. Mental health, you know, is such an important topic that doesn't get talked about enough. It is very important that we address your hormones so that when they are imbalanced, we see a higher rate of anxiety and depression. And if we can work with your cortisol levels, work with your hormone levels, it is not uncommon to see improvement with those feelings as well. So it's kind of like the chicken or the egg approach, like what came first, you know. But um, many women see an improvement with their mental health when we do improve your hormone levels. So that is just a high-level overview. I have seen patients um, in my practice over the decade where they have diabetes, they have type 2 diabetes, they have obesity, and they have all these cardiovascular issues. And I ask them one question, and we look back at their history as a female with um, when these symptoms uh, started. One that comes to my mind is a female who was a gymnast her whole life. And after she had her first child, she could not lose the weight. And all of the PCOS symptoms started. And ever since then, she got disregarded by various healthcare providers. And now she is approximately in her 50s, 55-year-old, I believe she was. And has all of these comorbidities because she was overlooked as a PCOS patient in her 20s and 30s. And so we really want to hatch PCOS as early as possible. We can look at you and look at your workup one to two years after you start your menstrual cycle. So in high school already, we can be working with you not just when it's time to conceive and you're having issues conceiving. So if you know women who are in high school one to two years after their period and having symptoms... We need to work with them already then. And you don't have to have every single symptom of PCOS. It might be one, two. It could be all of them. It really just looks different on everybody. So if you are somebody who has any concerns in regards to any symptoms, find a healthcare provider, drop in my inbox. You guys, I'm here to help you navigate this, work with you in order to prevent these comorbidities that can come with PCOS. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you back here next week. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over and hit subscribe or leave a review for Hopeful Hints and Infertility Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you back here next week, Tuesday. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Beyond the Paper Gown, hosted by Dr. Mitzi Crockover, helps people think critically about women's health issues encouraging them to question and explore the complexities of healthcare systems, scientific advancements, and societal norms. There's a really cool episode that you should check out called Midday Menopause App, and that's about how AI and sensor technology 
can provide personalized interventions to manage menopause symptoms effectively. Check out Beyond the Paper Gown on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.